Hello and welcome back to 303 Radio. My name is Ollie. I'm the founder of 303 and today I'm joined by a very special man indeed. Um, Sam, how are you doing? I'm good. Good. So for those of you who don't know, Sam works for us at 303. He's one of the amazing content creators we have in-house, um, which is now a team of about five. Um, and today I wanted to take a very small opportunity to sit down with Sam um, and talk a little bit about how you came to work at 303 and our relationship over the last three years. Um, because I thought it was super interesting. And I think as a person, you've obviously developed so much during your time here. Um, and you've also done some amazing things. So do you want to tell people how we first met? Uh, Instagram was yes. the, uh, the the main plot in this story. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't know how I ended up following you on Instagram, um, but I I ended up following yeah. you. Yeah, I actually I, I weirdly remember because your profile picture is quite it was quite str- it was a headshot of you. Yeah, and I remember seeing it like ages ago, and I remember fo- I think I followed you back pretty soon afterwards yeah. because I was like you was always liking my stuff and like it was really nice, but um. I think you reached out when I put something up on a story saying I was looking for interns. I was looking for just a bit of support when yeah. what was 303 was Green Tea Productions in 2018, 17. And, and you reached out and you, you were very keen. But what was that, I suppose, taking it really far back? Um, not, not to inflate my own ego, but you obviously knew a little bit about Green Tea from either my Instagram or from stuff you saw online. So was there like just an interest of like, I want to get experience or what was the, what was the thought? So when I reached out to you, mm. I believe I was either first or second year of uni. Mm. Um, and at that point, everybody, I know we sort of pride, everybody in the office prides themselves on the fact they didn't go to uni, but I'm, I'm, I'm the one who did. Now um, you've got a first. And, uh, and uh, they were sort of pushing the fact that we need to be getting like a good amount of experience. Yeah. Um, reach out to people who you want to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, reach out to individual photographers, reach out to agencies. Um, one of my friends and one of my current mentors, actually, um, Hanina, she interned at places like Vogue, for example. Um, and I, I, I really wanted to just, I take that, the fact that she's done so well for herself, um, and apply that to sort of my own career path. You gotta, you gotta reach out to people. You gotta try and meet as many people as possible. Yeah. And I think that's basically where I just started that, that journey of reaching out to, to people like you and to, you know, try and get as much like assisting work as possible. Yeah. Cause you were doing quite a lot at the same time. Like I remember when, um, eventually you kind of came in and you were filming some content around me and you were so you were on some shoots and you were doing a lot of BTS stuff. And like, I remember you were saying that you were also doing other things as well as uni. Was mm. that like, obviously you said that your university would push you in that direction, but I've worked with those students in the past and no one was pushing it as much as you were. Was that a, was that a kind of conscious decision or were you just so keen to, to kind of learn more? Yeah, so um, my sort of assisting journey, and I, I always push this to anybody who's um, thinking about going to university or yeah. thinking about getting started in photography is to assist as many people as possible. Yeah. And uh, I think it's, it's such a valuable way of learning anything and getting to meet people. Um, I actually started assisting um, during my first year of sick form. Yeah. So when I was 17, 16, 17. Yeah. Um, and that was just with like a local photographer who's still a very good friend of mine. He taught me a lot about lighting and um, how to interact with people on sets. Yeah, which um, you're very good at already. Like as soon as you joined, you you had those skills, which you didn't learn at uni, right? You learned that from being yeah, on 100%. set, like that practical stuff, which I think a lot of people have oversight about, you knew. 
there's only there's only so much that uh, you know you could have the best photography teacher in the world yeah um but there's only so much that they can teach you in a, in a classroom you've really got to get out there and start doing it basically yeah um so that's what, what i set out to do and then when it came to university i i thought i was going to be in university five days a week yeah if not six seven days a week yeah it turns out if you want to study photography at university that's not going to be the case <laughs> um and i think that's that's a blessing in itself in the fact that i i was in maybe two three times a week mm-hmm. um a lot of the time i had morning classes and i didn't have anything in the afternoon yeah and i played that into sort of like my advantage i, I was receiving a small amount of funding from university the same way that everybody does when they're you know they got to finance things yeah and I, and I took that and decided to spend my time doing as much outside of university as possible mm. uh, that would mean like going into town at stupid o'clock in the morning to meet a photographer and work as an assistant on the shoots yeah and like obviously we don't need to go into detail but you were you were giving up your time you weren't always getting paid you were giving up your time just to learn and adapt and like i think what i found really interesting with you when we first met is that you were just so intrigued by everything and also you had the confidence to get involved which i think is one thing i always say to people about you know as you just mentioned it's very it's not easy but it's very common to get some free gigs learn experience and stuff but they are really what you make of them right so like when you were with us and you know we've had other people in the past you don't always get you know they're, they're just sort of there in the background whereas you were getting involved and I, I know that was a very conscious decision where you were like i want to try and be a part of every conversation that i can from a creative perspective and learn as much as i can through that which i don't know if you knew you were doing but you definitely were so yeah in the very early days you were you were very much interning with us i think we sent a bit of work your way and developed that was that useful for you inside of university so kind of flipping it around the other way doing your kind of like assisting and your interning and all that sort of stuff that you were sort of doing was those were those skills transferable when you were back in the classroom at all uh yeah um i I was very fortunate to actually go to a university where um we had like a studio in house um and we were able to assist each other um i would you know first year they were always like you know we've we've got uh, somebody doing their final major project in the studio we need two first years to assist one person doing digiops one person doing lighting yeah and you know nine times out of ten i had my hand up mm. um i really wanted to sort of get involved as much as possible I, I can think of like three great photographers from third year off the top of my head who i assisted quite regularly yeah and that you know they're out doing all you know they're smashing it basically yeah, yeah. um and i do think being able to transfer skills from assisting into university yeah. really helps like i said there's there's plenty of people who've left university who are now doing really well and i've i've worked with since then yeah um so in a, in a in a way working outside of university then transferring that back into an environment where i am with people who are just doing very very well mm. um yeah and then that led back out of the university into, yeah, into yeah. real world it's kind of full circle work. right yeah so um i've got a question for you and i'm going to put context behind the question first because for those who don't know because you're not in our office and wouldn't know the kind of running joke i personally didn't go to university and jamie who is the other kind of director of, of 303 did and he went to edinburgh and, and got an amazing education and there's kind of like a big divide in in the office of people that didn't people that did and we merge it all together and that level of either experience or education or both which a lot of people have comes together and we think we form a really great team in-house which is coming close to you know double figures so do you regret going to university uh no you don't i don't and what's the i regret spending seventy thousand pounds whatever it is (laughs) but uh going to university 
was, you know, it's great. Um, I, I really enjoyed, especially first year. Yeah. Mainly because I'd been told since trying to do photography at GCSE mm. that photography isn't a real thing. Yeah. And it's a, it's a hard thing to make a career out of, which it is. Because you did photography GCSE, photography A-level, yeah. and then a degree. Yeah. Fine. So, so I have none I'm of those. A proper camera nerd at this yeah. point. Um, but also, I think, so kind of leading on from what you just said, because I, I, like, I often ask, I've asked, I think I've asked you personally in the past as well, but like, I think what you bring to the team from your university and your edu- like formal educational background is a level of like, um, you know, insight and knowledge that some of the team don't have. And some, like some of the stuff I don't have fully, like, you know, you have some knowledge that's really deep dive, which is obviously learned in a classroom that pours into the company at 303. So I think there's a lot of it where your value as a student and as an academic in that sense really elevates the business. I've got another question that is slightly attached to, to what I first asked you. If you had the option to start at 303, knowing what, now what you know, for how long have you been here? Is it a year? Mm, no, not a year yet. Not a year yet. So, over six months. Um, it feels like you've been here for months, over a year, sorry. Um, if you knew what 303 was going to be and what you what you now call work and, and your job and your career versus university and you had the option to do one of those at 18, either one, which one would you pick? So I think if I if I'd started at 303 when I was 18, from a maturity level, I think I'd have lasted about a week. Yep, um, agree. And I'm, you know, I, I, you no, might I can, have your opinions on No, no, I, I do <laughs> agree. That. Like, I, I think you came out of university because I knew you when you were just starting uni and I mm. knew you when you came out and it was, you're a different person. So I do agree with that. Anything else? And then, yeah, like I say, from from an experience perspective, yeah, getting to know you and getting to know the team um, and the fact that I, I've sort of known the runnings of it since it was you and two other people, two, two three other people in that yeah. shoebox in Teddington. Yeah, yeah. To now we're in the middle of Fulham with a team that's shortly about to enter double figures. Mm. Um, I think having that in the back of my mind, knowing that I've sort of like just been around during that time mm. means that I sort of know the company quite quite well now. Yeah. Versus if I if I had started when it was maybe two or three people yeah. in in the team, then it might have been a completely different story. Yeah, and I completely agree. I think you you came in at a great time. You know, you um Lewis who heads up the content team, you came in just after him and now that team's bigger and bigger. I think what was what, something I've never, I think we've spoken about in the past, but I think you, what you did really well in what we were going talking about originally of getting experience, assisting, interning, working for free, doing that stuff. It kind of meant that when you came out of university, you had a job waiting for you. Like, mm-hmm. and we spoke about that when you were at university and I was like, you know, three or three, what was green tea at the time is growing and developing and stuff. And you've set yourself up to be a great candidate ready for a role when it appears and it did and, and you got the job. So was that, I know, cause we were speaking about it a lot, but was that always the plan to necessarily join 303 as soon as out of university, if the opportunity was there? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I actually finished my third year of uni. I handed in my final major project in uh, during the summer last year, which was mid first lockdown. Yeah. So I, I finished my university degree during a time of complete Have you worked for us for the whole of COVID? Yeah, you have. Yeah. My God, that makes COVID feel very, very old, doesn't it? You know, I, I finished during a time where I was like, the, the world is completely upside down. Yeah. I was still through various contacts, had a bit of work over that period of time. Mm. I still had rent to pay at the end of the day. Yeah. So I really needed to keep on top of that. And then 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it was always part of the plan to join a team. Mm. I was always very keen on freelancing. Yeah, I remember you saying that. You were kind of, you were quite keen on living your own life a little bit, which you do get with freelancing as much as, you know, mm. we try and enable that here. That was always sort of like a option on the cards, wasn't it? Yeah, for sure. And through, you know, people have different definitions of freelancing and how much it contributes to you um, and how, how you live your life. But um, I'd always been doing things sort of on my onesies yeah and trying to get people here and there to you know I, I wanted to work for all the way through university so it was sort of a bit of a a weird thing for me to end up joining an agency I think mm. but like I said I've, re- I've really enjoyed having a desk yeah um having structure workmates which I haven't really had before yeah um when you're a freelancer it can be a little bit not not necessarily lonely but you don't have that human security is it i mean i i call it lonely because i think free i think for, for being a freelancer is quite lonely um well, i think it's very mm. lonely actually because like, you know as soon as i started the company back in when i was at college um i wanted a team straight away because i just couldn't i can't deal with myself sometimes because i'm a pain in the ass to myself mm. so like i personally really wanted to build out a team and i obviously built a team very slowly and still build it very slowly but you know i definitely agree that you know i could have been a freelancer right and i could have had you know i could have hard and assistant if I got to a certain level and stuff, but it is quite lonely. So was three oh three first impressions like your first week? What was the first week at three oh three full time like? I'm excited for this. Hellish is <laughs> <laughs> the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Um I can't actually remember because I I remember it. Do you? Yeah. I know I, I remember it for all the right reasons to be honest. Um I remember you because Sorry to interrupt you, but what was what I was going to find what what I was finding interesting is that you knew what the company does. So like a lot of people at the time when it was Green Tea Productions and then Three Hundred Three, a lot of people didn't fully understand what we do. So we're a digital creative agency for premium DTC brands. Like that's what we do. So and still to this day, people don't you know our digi team that work on a lot of client accounts they don't understand that they've got a whole content team behind them making ads from scratch or you know we've got teams going out shooting for brands creating campaign video like a lot of people get confused what we do sometimes and that's not you know when i say a lot of people it's not huge but some people especially with hires we make when we're doing rounds of hires some people are like so what do you guys how much of this process in terms of digital and creative do you actually do and we do everything so i knew you knew that i think the one thing i was looking forward to is like the scale and the speed that we operate at i i knew you weren't fully ready for that I mean, that, that's that's one of the contrasting things about being, you know, when I was freelancing. Yeah. You do, you sort of have a project and you work on that project and then you finish the project and then it's on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Here, you're spinning so many plates at, at the same time. Um, and I think that was something that I, I really struggled with at first, actually, to be completely honest. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, I, I look at people who are joining the team recently and I sort of see myself in them yeah. quite a lot and how I first had to like adjust to it. Totally, because our, our, like my my way of doing it, especially with the content guys, because that's the kind of team that I mainly look kind of oversee. I'm the digi team, but like my bigger focus, especially with the split with me and Jamie is I look after content, Jamie looks after digi. That's kind of how the business runs. Like my way of teaching is throw someone in the deepest pool ever yeah. and see how they float. Um, and that's purely because that's what I did and that's what the way I, I find it's most effective to learn. Mm. Now, I remember like, you know, speaking really openly here, you had moments where you we spoke and you were like, this is fucking mental. But also I think 
what's going to be interesting as we develop the business is that when people and people come in, it's not going to be as intense as when you came in, which I think is something special in itself because no one's like even, for example, Ben, who's just joined the team. It's not, it's not as crazy as when you joined the team. Does that make sense? Yeah. 100%. And I think I really like doing that with people because it makes them accountable, but it also makes them work in the way that they think they're going to kind of attack that as a, as a, as an issue or as a, as a, um, a challenge, let's call it. So was it, was it by the end of week one, were you, like I was knackered. <laughs> I slept all weekend. Everyone seems to like, yeah, sleep all weekend <laughs> on their first week. But do you, do you think it was because we were disorganized? Do you think it was because it was growing fast? Do you think it was because it's just a different way of working? Like, w- was there any reason why you think it was different? I always put it down to, you know, agencies are super fast paced and we're also growing very quickly. Would you put it down to the same thing? Yeah, I, I think the headstrong growth aspect, yeah. you, you, were, you were very keen on growing a lot very quickly yeah we still um, are. especially when i joined mm. i think that was quite a big sort of because um, we hired you through a pandemic so also yeah. there's, there's an element of risk of like you know we've we've doubled the team this oh through the pandemic mm. so there's an element of risk there we've got to pay everyone's salary like there's all these things that everyone knows about right so like i think when you joined we were obviously like we need to make sure it's working pretty quickly um which obviously is difficult during a pandemic and we'll hopefully never have to experience that again once we're out of this pandemic but um yeah i know after week one it was it was tough right but you were still motivated to continue because you obviously loved it yeah um have have you seen interstellar yes you know the robots have like an honesty setting (laughs) what am i turning this up to i reckon like a like no i want to go full 10 full 10 10. i want to go i want to hear it so i think um if we put it into perspective at the time when I first joined yeah. July last year, I yeah. did a six week intern internship yes. to start with. You did? Yeah. So if it's any indication of the fact that I came back in week two, yeah. when I was doing an internship, yeah. I think that sort of maybe solidified in my mind that this was actually something that I really wanted to stick with. Yeah. Did you ever have any doubts in that internship? A hundred percent. You did? I did. I think it's natural, right? You yeah. have to have doubts, otherwise it's too good to be true. I mean, we, we, we both know this. Like I definitely pulled you aside some days yeah. after editing 500 e-com images in one day <laughs> and just being like, I, I generally am having a bit of a crisis here. Yeah. But that's not to say that that wasn't, not necessarily character building, but that was like an adjustment period where I'm like, mm. yeah, that's just the way it is. Because I think like going back to that sort of throwing in the deep end, my mentality is if someone can't survive that for a short period of time, because it is really a short period of time, it might, I know day, you know, week one, let's call it, is going to be super intense. It's going to be hard. It's going to be adjusting. It's going to be, you know, all over the place, especially for a fast growing agency like us. Mm. So like, that's going to be difficult. If someone can't overcome that, that also fires a flag to me. But with you, when you were saying, you were just like, we have a great relationship, right? And I try and have a great relationship with all of the guys and like make sure that everyone can speak to us and as much as ever, I hate the cliche of like we've got an open door policy because I think people that say that don't but whereas I just try to be really transparent really open and I try and get that from everyone else and that's the way I like doing it I know you know some people don't and I understand that but I think for me I was always looking at it of like I knew you could do it I just I knew you were going to struggle and I like I wanted to, as much as it sounds horrible I wanted to see you struggle because also so you understand how the business started because that's exactly I, I did that crazy one week without you know being a bit egotistical here I did that for years like for the first three years of the company that was me by myself pretty much so if I can do it you know someone who doesn't have an education and you know all these sorts of things I was like you can easily do it and that's why I always always say to you you're only here because I believe you can do this right there are weeks still like my first week sometimes yeah and I think 
actually that reminds me somebody i think it's somebody we work with yeah um it's once said that your brain can never get full like you can always be like learning something mm-hmm. and um in the same way that you develop like muscle memory and how to do things but also to the fact like simple simple tasks just sort of breeze by yeah. when you've been doing them all day every day mm-hmm. um and at the rate that we do things what would you say to someone starting their first week at 303 next week what would be what would your one carrot of kind of goodness or advice and actually to be honest any agency you know obviously it's a very hard time some agencies are doing really well because of the digital swap that's happened and you know because of covid but others are not doing so well so like People are joining agencies. People are joining our agency on a monthly basis at the moment. So what would be your one bit of advice, no matter what the department is, whatever, joining 303 for someone? For me personally, and I know that we've hammered this home with the team quite a lot, is bring a notebook along. I'm like, I didn't do it for the longest time because um, yeah. we, we have certain systems in place like our, our task management system yeah. and backend, um, yeah, all, all the backend stuff. And that's great until somebody mentions something to you and you haven't written it down and mm. then it turns into this big... It's the kind of like in agencies, there's a lot of brain dumping, right? Yeah. So I'll walk over and I'll say, Sam, here's five bits of information that you need to do something about. And for a long period of time, people will be like, cool. And then you forget about it. And I think that's... That's a really good, it's very simple like advice, but it's fucking valuable because digital people and like, you know, millennials don't do that anymore. And I think what I said to you is like, you just write everything down, every mm. single thing and go through your notes. And and that is an old school way of working. But the reason why it existed for so long and still exists is because it works. And but there's think, the psychology behind it as well. Yeah. Like if you write, if you literally write something with your own hand, then it will More go like into your brain, it, right? it'll, it'll stick. Yeah, yeah definitely. So um, what are you excited for about 303? And like, well, I suppose, what, you know, what are your impressions now in the business? Let's let's start there. I'm excited for this virus to get in the sea at mm-hmm. some point. Yeah. Um, get out shooting again. Yeah. If you want to talk about having like doubts about my work and stuff, being stuck behind a computer mm. for the past three three four months or so yeah um you know i'm 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 a photographer first i'm not really an editor i'm not a a graphic designer yeah um and if i'm being like 100 percent honest like that started to take its toll a little bit and we've talked about this in the past yeah yeah. um but i think i'm i'm like really really excited to sort of get out shooting um pick up right yeah it's it's definitely like getting there um we're doing a lot more sort of like local shoots which are great um and you know we're about to move into a bigger office as well so yeah. hopefully we can um really expand on like our in-house services um i know that was one of the things that you really wanted me to take the reins on when i mm. first joined was sort yeah. of give me the booth and um yeah go yeah. from there um and then i'm more more than anything i'm excited to sort of grow with the, the content guys um yeah. you know lewis who's my sort of my line manager he's the, the senior content guy is a really great mentor to work underneath um we get on really well occasionally butt heads but that's that's part of working if you work in any creative agency you butt heads it's just like gonna happen because Um, it's always personal perspective right and and then growing with you know toby and uh ben who've just joined yeah um and working closely alongside them um what's it like having like a younger team for you in the content guys so like with those guys is it is it just always exciting? Is it always chaotic? What, what's the, cause you know, a lot of people know that the average age of the content team is about 24. So like, yeah. you know, and you're, you're the youngest, right? I am, yeah. So like, is that, and you're teaching some of the older guys. So what's that like for you? Yeah, that's always, a, <laughs> that's always a weird sort of dilemma I come up against. Yeah. And I think 
I mean, you'll, you'll probably have this because Lewis is older than you, mm. but you're, you're essentially his, his boss at the end of the day. Essentially, I am. Yes. You, are, you are his boss at the end of the day. <laughs> but yeah, I think like, the, the age thing is an interesting one for me. Like, I, I've obviously dealt with that my whole professional career, so I don't really resonate with it anymore. Like, it mm. used to be very bizarre. Like, you know, and we still do it to this day. Like, some of our clients and stuff that we talk to about work, whatever it might be, or if we get a freelancer in or someone like Lewis, where like, I'm taking the lead on something and I'm owning that. It is bizarre. Um, I think though the older the older old I got, so I'm 25 now. When I was 23, 22, it that was my adjustment period. So the period you go through now is that adjustment period. It just becomes normal. But one thing I learned is just have the confidence because if you're the lead, you're if you're yeah. leading a team, you need to be the confident one. You need to be one that's driving it forward. And I think that's what you do brilliantly. Sometimes when you're running a project, which we often let you do because you've got you know such a talent, is you know Sam's the lead here. Um, I mean, we got a response from a client last night for some of your work literally swearing about how happy it is so like you know we trust you and we know you can do a great job which is why you're here and that in itself gives you the authority to have those opportunities to lead a team and and you know lead a load of 30, 30 year olds if you want to like that's what we enable um which it's, is it's always a weird dynamic because i mean you would like you would like to think that um age doesn't equal experience but you know, whatever walk of life in whatever societal rings you're in, yeah, age is always going to be a factor in whatever mm. you do. Somebody will look at somebody who's 30 years old, and then somebody who's 20, 25 years old, yeah, and they'll automatically just because of the way that the, the world is, they'll automatically trust the opinion of the 30 year old yeah. by default. And that's not necessarily a good or a bad thing, but that's just how how things work. But then again, like sort of solidified in my mind, like I said, I've been working with you for quite a long time. I do have a degree in my chosen mm. line of work, yeah. which sort of, you know, can mean something. It can mean nothing in the same in the same side of the coin, but that solidifies my mind that I know what I'm talking about a lot of the time. Mm. And on, on the other side of the, you know, if if a, if an 18 year old came up to me mm. and has done something that I haven't done before mm. and said, let me show you how to do that. Mm forget the fact that they're 18 years old they're gonna i'm gonna learn something from them 100 and you know there are there are days where that's applicable and there's some days where you're like can you just please leave me alone and let me just <laughs> steam over here and be frustrated with something but that's that's um that's that's part of working in a, in a team i guess yeah it's just taking the opinions of everybody else um and just trying to try to just bounce off each other as much as possible, regardless of how old you are. Yeah, definitely. Well, mate, it's such a pleasure to have you as part of the team. We're going to get you on the podcast more often. We're going to chat about some more interesting topics. We're going to be doing a few videos together as well. So thanks so much. And um, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. I really appreciate it. If you are listening on your favorite podcast provider, please do give us a rating um, and also subscribe to the show. We'll be bringing you more episodes. Um, we've got some amazing guests coming on to the show as well. So um, yeah, Sam, thanks very much. No please go get back to work and make some more <laughs> cool assets. Um, and we'll see you guys soon. Thanks.